I swear, if you if you diss Wes Anderson, bro, we're gonna wild out, right? <laughs> Guys, that movie was so distracting. I wait, what? <gasps> oh, no. that's his... guys, every, everything had every shot. Every <laughs> shot was symmetrical. That's the and best. it drove. <laughs> Podcast where we discuss all things movies, TV, the ins and outs. That's what we do. Thanks for coming back. My name is Ian, and with me today we've got McKay, Dallin, Colin, and Steele. What up? Welcome, everyone. Am I the only one that's gonna like? That's like when you kind of go. Hey, you, 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 have, you have to. You have to give the host his chance to open up, bro. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about the 2019 Oscars, the Academy Awards. And then Oscars in general, correct? Yeah, and the award show in general. Um, But yeah, first we're going to talk about this last year's Oscars, about who won, why they won, did they deserve to win, did they even deserve to be nominated? Black Panther. Yeah, so we're going to talk about all those things, all those movies. Um, so let's jump into it. So Green Book won Best Picture. And who has seen Green Book? I have seen Green Book. I've seen it. You've it's seen it, Colin? Yeah, yeah. Still? I've seen it, but I did my homework, sort of. I was okay. in class, I read the, I read the Dude, plot. It's a good movie. Oh, your homework okay. is seeing the movie. <laughs> well, I just got out of class, literally, so. Hard geek. all right so all of us but one have seen green book which is why i will i will i still will withhold my opinion but that doesn't mean i don't have anything to offer to this discussion so we'll get into that later thanks thanks for saying that (laughs) thanks for clarifying so you can't you can't have an opinion on something you don't watch folks that's true that's debatable (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) let's talk about Let's talk about that. You have to see. Sorry. Sorry, you didn't take it away. So, what do you guys think? Why do you think you won? It's a safe. I. F- it was a safe pick. I feel like in in today's climate. No, I, I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> just expanding on that. I I feel like it just in today's climate. It's just kind of it's. It's 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 more of a statement of some sort. It's yeah, racism is bad, which is very safe. I mean. Despite what people will say, racism isn't as mainstream or systemized as people make it out to be. It's pretty universally recognized as wrong, and I agree, totally agree with them that it's a very safe movie. To not, you know, it's a very safe move on the part of the Oscars to award a movie that's saying racism bad. For a liberal <coughs> establishment show or whatever, because that's just kind of how the arts were, are, it was a very conservative move. So, so... I watched it right after the show, the Oscars, mm-hmm. and it's an entertaining movie. It's not bad at all. It's no, it's I like really it. entertaining. It's fun to watch. Like the two lead actors are great. Killer. Yeah, they completely disappear to their roles. Papi. But you know, there's just a lot of like it's not subtle at all. No, there's a lot of scenes from um, remember the Titans? You know, yeah. The sunshine is like, come on, guys, no, let's go eat in here. And the black guy right, is like, yeah. oh no, we shouldn't. Yeah. And of course they do that. And the store owner doesn't let him eat. And that happens like multiple times in Green Book. Yeah. Like it happens over and over again. But. It does get a little repetitive. Yeah. But I mean, I do like. As a road trip, it does sometimes. 
Well, yeah. there you go. Maybe. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good movie. Like, I'm not mad that it won Best Picture, but it is. I still think it's a safe. Is Viggo Mortensen in it? Yeah. yeah, he he did the lead he's, actor. He's 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 the best part of that movie. He's, I feel like he's like almost stereotypical though. <laughs> like he's, how much of an he's, Italian no, he's guy like, he is. He's the stereotypical <laughs> caricature. But the thing is, Italian dude, I bet you if you go to like that area of New York, like yeah, like it might, it might he might be truthful. So he's Danish. How well does he pull off the Italian? Oh, really good. <laughs> he it's amazing. It's, like I I was telling McKay this. My opinion, he should win Best Actor. Yeah, but I was telling McKay this that never once do you see. Him as, as Aragorn. You can't recognize it's, like it's unrecognizable because like a lot of other Lord of the Rings actors, when you see them in other movies, you see them as who they play in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Gimli. It's called being typecast. But with him, like with Viggo Mortensen, you never see him at anything other other than who he plays in the movie. But what's interesting is that like he played this movie was it was the same theme and the same message as other movies like Black Klansman every movie that yeah and other movies that have been nominated but like those movies never win like The Help a few years ago like that was had the exact same agenda racism is bad a movie about racism which it is for, it is it is bad a, a movie about racism for a white audience and that's exactly what Green Book is so it's surprising that the Academy would actually choose to have that movie win as opposed to just nominating it. Yeah. Well, like, there's a theory, I don't know if it's true, that, like, a lot of the other movies, maybe except for, uh, like, the bigger ones that people thought were going to win, like, The Favorite and Roma, like, those are movies that, like, they're kind of divisive, like, I feel like the average moviegoer won't like those. They're artistic. But, like, everyone liked Green Book. My favorite type of film. Yeah, and Green Book's really easily digestible too. It's not. It's a lighthearted movie. Yeah, like, it's very it's, it's very lighthearted, and you kind of know. You kind of know what's gonna happen, like it's. I don't I mean, know. I want to say it's predictable, but you know, like it's you know, okay, they go on this. You, they go on this road trip. They're obviously, you know, at at odds at the beginning, and then somehow over their journey, they will become best buddies. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happens, but. Just watch the trailer. It was it was enjoyable. Like, Bill Mortensen, even though he was kind of like the hey, know, the genie, yeah, yeah, me, the, I'm a pizza guy, Kentucky you know? fried chicken, <laughs> <Yeah>. Kentucky. Touching my spaghetti, bing, bada bing, bada boom. But uh, that was just fun. It was just fun to see that that character. Thought you people love chicken. You just kind of you kind of root for him just because he's he's innocent in a way. I mean, he's kind of a punk. You know, they portray him as kind of a. Great, he's great so, guy, but... He's so likable, though. Yeah. And I think the whole movie is just so likable that... Like, yeah, like what Dallin said, everyone loves this movie. You know, I think that's why it won. It was just such a safe, safe choice. And another thing, another theory I have as to why and how it won. So, Best Picture Award isn't by popular vote. It's by preferential vote. So... It's not by, like, who gets the most votes. It's, like, it's all by percentage. Yeah. So a movie has to get at least 50% of the votes to win Best Picture. And, and I, I would like to add that there's a lot of lobbying going on. Oh, yeah. And like, there's money, campaigning and, and, and money yeah. and campaigning 
has as much to do with it as anything else. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. If there's like you guys talk about you'll have a lot of reasons why you don't like the Oscars, but like that's my biggest reason. Like it's just the amount of lobbying and politics like, that go into like politics. They, like whining yeah. and dining of the voters that for go sure. on. For sure. Yeah. Like movie yeah. studios will have full on parties just to promote movies. Voting for, for, for it, it yeah. really hurts the integrity. It does. Uh, the Oscars one does that. That doesn't mean it's though that, that 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 all every movie that wins an, an Oscar is a bad movie doesn't deserve it. Right. But it is important to sometimes take it with a grain of salt and re- remember to have your own opinion, not just go with what people say. Well, that I think brings us to another popular movie of the Oscars in the same vein of kind of a anti. I don't want to say racism. I'm not talking about Black Klansmen. Oh, I'm talking were. about Black Panther. Mm. The other black man. Yes. Very well, <laughs> you know what? Now, now, that, now that you bring it up, McKay, I have to say, while I, I do think that it was definitely suspect that Black Panther was nominated for seven Oscars, including Best Picture, I think the ones that, at least two of the three that it won, it actually deserved. Especially costume design. You gotta admit, oh, yeah, costume design sure. was mint. And yeah. Find me a movie that came, out, that came out last year that was that had better design costumes and attention to detail than Black Panther. Yeah. I feel Wait, like how Max many Oscars passed. did Black Panther end up winning? Three. 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 It was so best song, best costume, and what else? Best song? Or best, best music? Best, yeah, best original score. I could agree yeah. with that. Best music. production design and best costume. Oh, production design. Production design feels very kind of that was like a, vague. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's what's that it supposed was to amazing mean? though. Like it's it's just well, set design. Well, so, That's all it is. And which was Black Panther set design was incredible, like it was it was so unique. The the world building that took place in that movie was amazing, and it deserved that. I agree. Is this the first movie in the Marvel universe to win an Oscar? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You you know, did you know uh, there's only one DC movie that's won an uh, an Oscar, and it was Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad. And again, they deserved it. And the makeup was pretty good. I never saw it, so I don't know. That was last um, year still. Come on. That was, no, that was like two years ago. I was like two years ago. I'm just, yeah, so it is interesting that DC got an Oscar to the name before right, Marvel yeah. did. It's crazy. And that's why I didn't mind, because a lot of people were up in arms about Black Panther being nominated for so many things and winning so many things, but I didn't mind because it was a sci-fi superhero movie. I like that a movie like that is actually getting recognition when usually movies like that are overlooked. Even though, like, me personally, I think Infinity War is a much better movie, and in my perfect world, that would have been nominated for Best Picture. And it also would have won Best Visual Effects, but it didn't. But the fact that at least one Marvel movie is winning and is being recognized is good enough for me, and I'm okay with that. It's a win for the Marvel fans. It is. It is a win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if it blows the door open for the Academy to be open to nominating superhero movies, then sure. Yeah. I'm down. (laughs) I'm glad it makes you guys happy. So, Ian, so you saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. So why was it nominated and when? Why did it keep winning? Okay. Have you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I never saw it. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Where do I begin? The first time I saw it, I just had a bad experience, first off. like Why? What happened? Were you sick or something? No, I was sitting on the front row, Ew. so it sucked anyway. That was your first mistake. I know. 
It's not like every, a, every it's movie not like, is bad. It's not like I chose to sit there. That was, was like my it was the only seat that was open. So that first off just got off on a rough start, but it just was so incredibly generic in every way. Like every it followed the structure of every single biopic you would ever see. And really? Yeah. It just, it followed that same arc every single, like, it, it showed the same arc, like, every 30 minutes. Like, there was the same pattern, like, where it would, it would show, like, the behind the scenes of making a song, you know? And then it would, like, go through, like, the, the inner workings of it and the inspiration. And then it would go into the, the performance of the song and, like, show the success of it. And it just like did that over and over. And Rami Malek, he's a very talented actor. And yeah, like he looks like Freddie Mercury and he looked great on stage while performing him. But I feel like the in-between when he was off stage, I feel like that wasn't Freddie Mercury. Like I feel like when all the stories that I've heard about Freddie Mercury and the interviews that I've watched, he's like kind of shy and timid. Yeah. He's not like this, again, like sexual this, this caricature gay flamboyant man. Like he's like he's kind of like this. You see that inner conflict within himself, and I mean that's not Rami Malek's fault. That was the writing. Yeah. Like he, that's just how they wrote that character yeah. as this flamboyant, flashy person, and that's what made him Freddie Mercury so amazing. Is that like he was like this shy, timid dude off stage. And then when he went on stage, he, like, became a different person. And he fed off the crowd. The yeah. Energy. And so, yeah, again, that's not Rami Malek's fault. Like, I think he did an amazing job on stage. But off stage, like, I don't think... I didn't see him as Freddie Mercury. So I, I've seen most of it. I I, I, I was watching it um, on... Uh, uh, I think it was... I rented it on YouTube. And so I was watching it. And and then I I never quite finished it, but I saw enough of it. And, and here's it. And, and honestly, I want to say I just I agree with every point that you just made. As a massive Queen fan myself, I was. Uh, here's the thing: is again, you guys know that I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a history buff, right? And and this is a this is this was an historical movie, mm-hmm. it, you know. It's a biopic. It's an adaptation, exactly. And and what I've always hated. Is when uh, obviously when, when you're adapting something, you have to make little tweaks here and there in, in order to create some maybe dramatic tension so that the story flows better. I, I get that, but I really hate it when 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 people actually begin uh, completely rewriting events that happened in order to create tension, and that's what they did with this movie. You know, there was like mm-hmm. that one guy I forgot his name, but that they just just that they just you know said you're a problem and they kicked him out or something like that. And they said mm-hmm. you're not working with this anymore, and it's like that's not what what went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that guy doesn't yeah. even exist. In, exactly. Yeah, record and, producer. And it just strikes me as lazy. It's like you can create tension based on 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 how you present the information without distorting it. Or or, or 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 changing it in any way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of it, it's really lazy when you just begin outright changing historical facts in order to make the story more compelling. You just got to be a bit more creative. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And 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 again, I mean, Freddie Mercury for me is one of the most fascinating individuals 
um, in the entertainment industry of, of the 20th century for me. Um, and again, yeah, Ian's absolutely right. And, you know, something, that, a, a term that we have, you know, for movies is character assassination. That, that was what was going on here, but it was with Freddy. And, that, and they were trying to, in some ways, I think, you know, you know, respect him, kind of, you know, get, you know, fill you with, with a sense of awe. But at the same time, there was still some assassination going on. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't this flamboyant, openly gay guy. He was extremely shy and reserved mm-hmm. in his private life. And he did have a very flamboyant personality on stage, but that was his stage persona. That wasn't who he was as a person. Yeah. And they were really on the nose with the homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I've talked to my dad about, about it, and he says that he, he, he grew up a, a queen fan along with his friends, and they said that it was kind of obvious, mm-hmm. but, it, but, but the movie was way too on the nose with it, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't confirmed until he just confessed. Because at the time, it, there, was a, there was a stigma around it. You know? and yeah. There still is, obviously, uh-huh. but, he, but he, he was very self-conscious about it and was quite private about his sex life. Um, so yeah. it just r- really bothered me the way they, they portrayed Freddy. I heard Rami that, did a great job. Oh, yeah. I heard that they were debating whether they should even have that be a part of the storyline at all, him being homosexual, which is insane because, like, that's one of his defining characteristics. And I think that would be... It's, how, it's why he died. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I couldn't imagine a movie about Freddie Mercury without addressing that. So, yeah, and that's, I think it's, it's hard to hear people praise this movie so much and talk about how amazing of a person Freddie Mercury was. Like, he was an amazing person, but, like, they're praising it for all the wrong reasons and that, like, all the things that they're praising it for, like, weren't even true. So it's hard. It, it's it's and I feel like so back to my experience with seeing this movie, like when I first saw it, it was I just like it was enjoyable because it was Queen. Like I liked listening to the Queen songs, but other than that, it wasn't enjoyable for me at all. But then after the more I listened to the praise that people gave it, just the more and more I hated this movie. <laughs> What a twist. So, and... Getting it. I think you guys remember Greatest Showman a few yeah, years yeah. ago. Oh, I feel like I, horrible movie. terrible, terrible movie that everyone just loved. And I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody is this year's Greatest Showman. Talk about blatant historical... Was it Greatest oh, Showman yeah, nominated distortion. for anything? It was nominated for Best Original Song, and it lost to Coco... <laughs> Remember me. Remember me. What can I say? Greatest victory of the Oscars. (laughs) So, okay, back to answer your question. Did it deserve what it got? Um, It won sound design, or sound mixing and sound editing. Right, I think? Yeah, at least that. Um, I don't even think it deserved those, because all they did was just recreate, like, the reason why it won are because of the, the concert sequences. And all they were doing was just recreating what was already made. So I yeah, but they were going off of recording and trying to make it live. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot of mixing and mastering that goes into yeah, that. Yeah, there I, is. I would, I would say they did a good. They job did a good of, job of with doing re- a voiceover oh. with Rami Malek. Like but I, could he didn't not, even sing. Though. Yeah, like I couldn't tell that it was like 
I mean, I could tell it was Freddie's voice, but the way they synced everything, I do think they did a really good job. Because there's some movies where when the singing starts, you're like, that's a completely different voice. They're just yeah. mouthing it. This sounds terrible. But, like, in the movie, I was like, okay, I can, like, they meshed that. Well, they did. Well, they did. Well, I agree with that. But sorry. with what it went up against, like with First Man and Roma, I thought, I thought like how, sure. yeah. how, how could just like recreating something in a more, in a better way with Bohemian Rhapsody, like how could that win over something completely original like with Roma or with First Man that like, First Man had incredible sound design. Yeah. Like, I thought that was, was going to win for sure. Yeah. Like, it's going to be First Man. Yeah, First Man um, did have very good, but... Sound design, but um, before we we go on, I just want to say though that the editing, I'm talking like the editing, mm-hmm. in Bohemian Rhapsody was atrocious. There, you better back that up, didn't it? Okay, <laughs> look, wait, yeah, it, no, no, won, no. look it won for it, editing. It did, right? and that's why I'm mentioning it. Is okay. So, <laughs> a little side project I've been working on as of yesterday is I've started to take the Hobbit movies and I'm editing them down. It's, it's hard. Good luck. It's hard. <laughs> no, it's hard. And I know that it's an extremely difficult job. It's what saved the original Star Wars, was the editing. And if you don't... If, you don't, if, you, if you're not cutting and moving to a different scene and not showing the right stuff at the right time, you are really going to confuse and disorient your audience... And you're going to throw off the flow of the story and you're just going to destroy any, any power or weight that this scene carries. And in this movie, there's conversations that are going on where the camera edits and cuts way too fast so that whatever someone says doesn't have time to sink in. And there's almost too much focus on getting people's reactions. It's like if you want to get people's reactions, then instead of cutting every single band member, it maybe shows two or three in each shots. I mean, I know that it's a, it, it's a very precise thing. And there's no real blueprint for it, you know, for editing. I mean, good editing is just good editing. The, the, there's no actual real, I think, textbook. There's no blueprint. You just, you kind of have to go with the flow of the story and the flow of the scene itself to make it work. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was bad, if you ask me. But I feel like they did do a good job with the live performances. Um, yeah. Which, I almost felt nostalgic for them, even though I've never been to a Queen performance. <laughs> and I think it's for those performances, specifically the Live Aid performance, that it did win because it is impre- <laughs> impressive how they um, how they recreated Live Aid and the, synchronizing those editing um, those shots and I think that's how I think that's the reason why it won is because of that scene specifically even because if you watch side by side Live Aid with the movie scene of Live Aid it's crazy yeah like they did a pretty good job at synchronizing those and even staying, the f- staying true even the fans yeah. like like the same, I don't know. That was crazy. Yeah, even though the CGI yeah. in that scene was not, not great. Good. Yeah, like you you say. can see the line where they copied and pasted the crowd. The crowd. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So, but thankfully, didn't get nominated for uh, best special best yeah special advice. So um, yeah, that that is my take on Bohemian Rhapsody, and so it's it's. Something I've been thinking about a lot is how the Academy Awards could, in their right mind, nominate a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, while at the same time also nominating movies like Roma, and then like also 
I've also thought about like Birdman. Like how did a movie like that win? <laughs> I think is better Birdman is probably the best movie of the last ten years, in my opinion. I absolutely love that movie. Like, we'll talk about it later but like it's like the inconsistencies of the best yeah. picture wins. It's well, insane. It is insane. Like how can they well, recognize such talent with directors like Alfonso Cuaron and Alejandro whatever to Yeah. Like recognize such talent in people like them, but then also yeah. nominate movies like Bohemian Rhapsody. Well and and, and if you're gonna say so if you're gonna mention uh Birdman, which I haven't seen yet, Birdman. Bird, 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 Birdman. I said Birdman. Spotlight was a good movie. It was a great movie. But what are you gonna say? It's kind of forgettable. Oh, Spotlight? Yes. I disagree hard. Yeah, I too. disagree hard still. <laughs> Guys. Uninspired cinematography. Alright, let's just let's get back to Yeah, let's let's stay on. Let's I stay want on. I wanna talk about the favorite. Okay. Have any of you seen that? I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched okay, it so last Monday. Did that it was kind of I, w- I chose the favorite to be favorited with yeah. like costume or production design. Yeah, oh yeah. Did you sure. actually have What did like, you think of the movie, Dallin? So that would be in my top five of the year. What movie? I thought it was great. The oh, favorite. The favorite. Yeah. What so, what like what what's great about it? So it's the same director as the lobster. Did you yeah. see the lobster call? Lobster? I saw lobster? it. Lobster? I saw the lobster. <laughs> so it's like, it's so it's set in early 1700s in England. It's yeah, like I've seen the trailer. Around the Queen stuff, yeah. and like her advisors. And the main movie's about Emma Stone shows up at like the Queen's estate and she slowly like rises up to be one of the Queen's advisors. And one of the Queen's like longest advisors in front is character played by Rachel Wise. Mm-hmm. Vice. Vice, yeah, sorry. It's a German or um, And, like, the whole movie, it's, like, it's, like, Mean Girls. But in 1700s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> these women are just, like, such bitches to each other. <laughs> it's so, like, it's funny, but also, you're kind of on edge, because these ladies, they won't hesitate to murder you at some point, or to just mm-hmm. make your life a living hell, or anything. Yeah. Like it, and it's hilarious. Like you know, what I'm talking about Ian. Like how the lobster is just hilarious at parts. It is. It's like it's so. It is so incredibly dry at yeah. times that it's just hilarious at the same time. Yeah, like the favorite is like that. Although it's a lot, it's a lot more accessible than the lobster. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it's getting a lot of praise because the director's other movies have been they're really weird and really yeah. deadpan delivery. Mm-hmm. And the favorites like it's a lot more accessible. And, but it's cool, like, it's a period piece, but, um, and, but there is, there's some things that happen that seem really out of place. <laughs> like, there's, like, a dance scene. Yeah. They're doing, like, weird dances. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, there's no way they did that in the 1700s, yeah. but. <laughs> it's and, so like, cool. all of the clips I've seen from it are like that. It's just, and even some of the dialogue, like, it's not like this, this, uh, 19th century kind of Victorian language. It's almost like a modern day. modern day slang. Kind yeah. of. All I heard from it is that it was super edgy. Uh, I mean, it's it's got a lot of how like edge to it, I guess. I don't want to say edgy, but it does have like a lot of ferocity 
Um, mature content. Yeah. Speaking well, of mature content, we gotta censor this. This so podcast. Nah, we're gonna, he said the B word. Who <laughs> <laughs> said the B word? I don't know how else to describe. No, that's authenticity, dude. No, I'm joking. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a kiss. I'm joking. Dude. Like I'm the women in this movie, they call each other the C word all the time. Really? It's hilarious. Say What's it. the C word? Say it. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Cockroach. Yeah, I I want to see it. I I think it looks great. Um, and I'm actually I was really happy to see Olivia Coleman win. Oh yeah, deservedly so. She was great in that movie. Like she's like all the characters in that movie are like so reprehensible. Like they're so mean to everyone. Mm-hmm. But the queen, like Olivia Coleman, she plays the queen, and she is like she she will like lash out at people a lot. But that's because she's had a really she has a really sad backstory. The queen? Yeah, and also because these two, like, everyone in her life is just trying to use her. Like, mm-hmm. she's having medical problems throughout the movie, and, like, just all, both, like, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, they're just trying to to gain her favor so that they can, you know, get what they want and gain more power. So they can be the favorite. Yeah. She yeah. gave the best Oscar speech. She I did. Think. I think so. As far as genuine, genuinity? Genuineness? Genuineness? Genuineness. Sincerity. Sincerity? Yeah, that's a better word. Like, I wish we could play a clip from it, because there's this clip on YouTube of a scene from the movie, and it's so funny. Let's play it. What's yeah, it called? Try. Just search the favorite. Don Oscar acceptance. The favorite piece. clip. Or, or search the favorite uh, Don't Look at Me. Or Look at Me. Or oh, when she's talking to... Look, look at me? Yeah. Do I want to watch this? Yeah, it's just this a short little clip. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna be all right, but no, it's, it's spoilers. Just, no, it's no. That's what I mean. Okay. This is in the trailer. Yeah. Like you get a sense of like what this movie is. I'm ready for the Russian ambassador. Who did your makeup? We went for something dramatic. Do you like it? You look like a badger. Oh. Are you going to cry? Really? Well, what do you think you look like? Do you really think you can meet the Russian delegation looking like that? No. I will manage it. Go back to your rooms. Thank you. Did you just look at me? Did you? Photography is cool. I like, yeah, like oh. they did like yeah. almost like a fisheye lens. Yeah, it's so it interesting. Like, like there's be like a fisheye lens camera in, the, in like the corner of the room, and mm-hmm. it'll just like pan around with like, with the movement of the characters. Yeah, it's it's so it's unique. Cool. Like I thought, honestly, thought that, that was gonna win Best Picture. I actually but, think I gotta see this movie now. It's yeah, it looks dude, cool. it's supposed to be pretty accurate historically. Yeah, yeah I gotta hey. see it. Steel's on board. I'm all about that accuracy. It's about as accurate as 300. That's that movie was real. That movie was just insanely accurate. So, another thing that I've been thinking about um, is, like, should the Oscars be trusted or have they lost 
their credibility. So, you already know my answer to that. I I think that something as big as the Oscars is doomed to at over time lose credibility. Um, but I feel like that's almost any major organization or event or thing is that there there's conflicting interests at work and then there's that push to appeal sometimes to you know other demographics that aren't necessarily concerned um, I have always felt like there if, that there's kind of a middle road because there have been times when I've seen a movie that's gotten 50%, 60%, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes that I've absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Movies that have gotten 90 plus percent that I've despised. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But when a movie get, gets, say, there's no real threshold, but when a movie gets south of 30 to 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's almost assuredly going to be a bad movie, at least in my yeah, experience. Right. I, when it comes to universal, you know, critics universally panning a movie that movie's almost always turned out to be crap, also in my opinion. So I think that it also applies to the Oscars. Like, again, like we said, there's lobbying going on. There's some, you know, there's some less than, let's say, um, I wouldn't say shady, because there's nothing criminal going on, but there's something kind of cynical going on in the underbelly of the Oscars, you know what I'm saying? Just like in Hollywood, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and so, again, I feel like that there's a middle road. Whenever someone, whenever someone, uh, whenever people are comparing movies and trying to, and arguing on the internet about which one's better, and someone uses the got X number of Oscars argument, it's just a weak argument to make. It's like... I agree. You have to, first of all, no opinion is ever going to be right over another. It's completely, mm-hmm. it's completely subjective. And the Oscars are all opinion-based, in, in a sense. Now, you can sometimes... You can get an, a, a generally accurate gauge of how, of how good a movie is based on what most people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But not always. But again, I feel like it's a middle road. And it's really easy, and I fall into that trap too. It's really easy to get caught up sometimes in the hype or the hate. And, and, and then if I go into a movie and it's gotten mixed reviews, I'm already going in expecting, prepare, prepare really, to not like it. Does that make sense? And so it's really hard to kind of fight that you know, that those kind of those preconceptions. So I would say that yes, the Oscar has in many ways lost credibility. And if you if you if you want, we can go back 20, 30 years and, and list it up and, and list some of the biggest Oscar snubs that I think back up the point that it is definitely not one hundred percent credible and that at times it's made picks for movies that have not been treated well by the passage of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's balanced. You gotta have your own opinion. Um but then again, you don't have time for every single movie that comes out there. You need to rely on what critics say yeah. in order to spend, you know, invest time watching movies that you think will, will be worthwhile. That's my That's take. true. And like what going back to what Dallin was saying about best picture winners are so inconsistent. You know, like there are some years where movies like Return of the King and No Country for Old Men will win best picture. And rightfully so, but then other years, movies like like Crash will win. King's Speech. King's Speech. Although, that's not, that's not a bad movie. It's, it's just, not. There was a way better movie that came out. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Or, um, I think it was last year, or the year before, um, I forget what it was called. 
It was the movie about the women and NASA. Hidden figures. Oh, uh, Hidden figures. I did not get the hype behind that movie either. And so, I just wish there was at least some consistency. Like, I wish it was either consistently bad or consistently good. So, I don't know. That's my take on it. What do you I guys think, think the Oscars, like, it's always had, like, there's always been a crash. There's always been years where the a suspect movie wins Best Picture. But, I mean, the Oscars, but they do matter. They do get actors more jobs. They do get well, yeah, movies mean, more funding. Like a writer or director that make a movie that gets an Oscar nod, you know, they're gonna get more. They're gonna get funding from studios because of that. And I think movies generally deserve to be recognized for what they've done. Like people deserve to get recognition for the hard work that they put in. Because it takes a lot of work, movie production and design and everything. I mean, they pour millions of dollars into just one movie that can totally can, you know, at the box office. Like, sometimes it's really sad just to see how one director can, you know, crash a million dollar. Can, can kill a studio. Can, yeah, can, can yeah. really hurt. Can kill a person's career. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, on the other side, you, it it can open the door for and and inspire more people to say, hey, if they can, if they can make something incredible, maybe I can too. I just wish they weren't afraid of recognizing the underdog movie more often and and not giving in to pressure. I think of nominating popular movies that or ones that are racially. Charged. Charged. Yeah. And when that aren't really good, they just have a good message. Right. That's not what the Oscars well should be. I and I really agree with the point the points that Down and McKay brought up. And I'm not questioning um the Oscars well, like right to exist. I'm not saying that the Oscars shouldn't exist at all. I feel like it's good that there, that there's an award system to recognize the efforts of people involved in, with the movie's production. But I am questioning, at times, the credibility. And I feel like that that's a valid thing to make. But at the same time, you, you don't have to get recognition from critics to, to be a successful person in the industry. If you make money, you're in. Look at Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. Was Look thinking. at Tyler Perry. Oh, I yeah. mean, uh, Roland Emmerich. They make crappy movies. Generally speaking, but they're still kicking and they're still making money. <laughs> Tyler Perry has a movie out this weekend. I know. Yeah, but it's like if you you're, if you're a small, <laughs> so if you're a small filmmaker, you want to make a story that you've been thinking about a long time, and you've got talent and you make a good movie, but it, like, you know, it doesn't get much recognition. Then you know that could be the end of your career, like. But Damien Oscars, Chazelle. But the Oscars does it all the time and snubs movies that yeah, I was gonna say. That, that don't even get a nomination at yeah. times. So you're presenting it like the Oscars is like is kind of like Jesus pulling Peter from the water. Well, not, I'm for, not saying for it's these like movies. And that's, they that's, don't get nominated. If anything, don't. sometimes it's the corporation that steamrolling independent filmmakers. Again, remember, it takes a lot of money and recognition and, uh, and, and kind of rubbing elbows with the right people in order to get your movie nominated and even chosen sometime. 
I, I yeah. see I see what you're saying, but I think you're giving Oscars too much credit and making them out to be the saviors of uh, of of talent in the film industry. When I think that that's often the opposite is true. Well, I'm just saying that like so, Damien Chazelle. I think he's he was nominated. Yeah. Whiplash was nominated for Best Picture, and that was a small movie, like a small budget. And Very small. But it had high profile actors in it, though. Not the highest profile. Sure, but it still has but, people who are recognizable. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, this is what if I'm pretty sure if that movie wasn't nominated for Best Picture, it didn't get as much Oscar buzz. Then I don't think he would have made La La Land or yeah. First Man or anything. Like he may have made smaller movies. But like he still would have been under the radar and his career wouldn't have been as successful. That's a good point. Yeah. What I'm saying though is that is it some, I'm not saying that we're just, that that isn't the case, but sometimes the opposite is also true. Again, it's an industry. It is, and I think it goes I, it goes both ways. It's not black and white. It makes me think of all the directors who could have been like Damien Chazelle if they were nominated, um, mm-hmm. like Re, whoever directed. Um, Hereditary. Well, he's he's coming out with another big movie. He is, and but it makes me think like, what if he what if he was nominated for best director, and or like the director who for Leave No Trace, you know, like these movies, these directors who made much smaller movies who have obvious talent, like yeah, if they would have been nominated, they would be set for the next five or ten years, and so I think it's it's. It's almost like they have too much power over the industry. Yeah, it's just maybe they're just there needs to be a, sh- a show, you know, dedicated to smaller movies. Look, you're right. Yeah. When you see an actor listed, you know, on the back of a DVD and it says Oscar nominated, yeah, or award winning, right. All of a sudden, your ears perk up and, and your interests peak a little bit more. Or if you watch a tra- or, movie trailer and you, and you see yeah. and you see all the certifications, mm-hmm. you're definitely saying, I'm, I, "I'm more willing to watch this." I, I I I agree with you. But you don't even necessarily have to receive recognition from the critics or from the elites in order to in order to gain traction, because you know, word of mouth. One percent. If something gets big enough, you know, people. You know, people. You know. There's enough of a buzz from the average moviegoer that can be enough sometimes. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. Like I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, I'm not d- I mean, disagreeing yeah. with you either. I'm just you saying both agree with both each cool. other. I'm just saying that it's nuanced. Yeah, I just I just think that there is like the Oscars. They have a point and they do something. Yeah, good, I, 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 I'm just questioning the credibility. The consistency. I'm just saying that it's, it's not consistent exactly. So do, do you take a break or you want to? Uh, and see if it's over. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. Let's do it. Welcome back to the real world. Hey, This is Ian Scott, your host, and with me is McKay, Dallin, Colin Steele, and... Joining us, our is, special guest. Our special guest is Brent. Thanks for having me. Oh, <laughs> but glad to be here. <laughs> it's an honor. So we're gonna continue with our Oscar discussion. So yeah, we're gonna start with um, this last year. There was no host, and the only other time that the Oscars have ever done that was in 1989, and. None of us were alive at that time, but supposedly it was 
a disaster. It took the silliness out of it, I think. I think it worked really well, and I hope that the Academy sees that as well, and they won't ever have a host again. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, like, it was just award after award, and the only thing that was in between them was maybe a original song being performed. Other than that, it was just, like, you know, award after award. Like, other years, they'll do skits in between awards. And I'm not going to lie, 80% of them are pretty dry. Yeah, I don't really remember them being that funny, especially when, like, they... Later they like bring the audience or like some like normal people into it or something. Yeah, yeah, that was cringeworthy. Yeah, so, my butthole yeah. got tight. Yeah, let's, <laughs> have, let's have some guy deliver pizza to us. Hope I didn't trigger anybody. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. I'll order. Don't They'll take us. No, they did that at the Oscars. Oh, they, they did. had some pizza guy like come in and come then in. he didn't know. Then he whoa, is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> he didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> he was definitely. Uh, Finger quotes. No, I missed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that when Ellen was hosting? Yeah, was yeah. that good old Ellen. They gotta great, love Ellen. Took the selfie. You guys have great memories. Was this like twenty? Dude, this, this was like three or four years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this was a uh, ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, I was still my swamp. My birth year. I wasn't even alive yet. <laughs> I remember really well. Yeah, it just it made it. The whole show made it more concise, made it less political. Yes, that was the biggest thing for me. It, yeah, it just took the silliness out of it, and I think they're better off not to have a host. Can I, does anyone else agree that, like, the Grammys, the Oscars, any award show for art in general is just kind of, like, stupid in concept? Does anyone else feel that way? We just kind of, we just kind of went over this. Oh, <laughs> we just went over that. All right, well, so I'll sit down. <laughs> We've talked about the pros and cons. I think there's all the cons. No pros. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. I think there <laughs> well, are... You haven't heard Derek. <laughs> see our previous episode. <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of reasons for both. But yeah, let's jump into what, what movies have stood the test of time. Because obviously, like, yeah, there's a lot of movies who have been nominated, who have even won Best Picture, and they didn't deserve it. And, like, looking back, it's... It's amazing to see why it was even considered. But there's also movies that are the opposite, that have actually deserved to win and who have actually gotten better with time. So what do you guys think? What are some of those movies? Well, I'll just say it. It's, it's so dear to my heart. For me, it's Return of the King. Hell yeah. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King came out in December of 2003. One Best Picture. Um <gasps> And yeah, and it's just—it's one of those movies. It feels like there's—it's almost every time you watch it, ever since the, you know, in the 16 years since it came out, it's like it, it, as Ian said, it's like it really does get better with time, and it's like there's more to appreciate every time you watch it. Um, it's and it's CGI still competes with today's absolutely CGI. great, like it's great. Well, almost everything is just so mint. I mean, the acting, the 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 writing, the uh, the effects. The amount of care and love that went into this this project is just incredible. And again, you're always going to find dissenting opinions. You're always going to find people, maybe even in this conversation right here, who don't like the movies all that much. But generally speaking, most people, even if they don't like adore it the way some like I might, they still appreciate it and say, yeah, I mean, they're good movies. I mean, every movie that was hyped back in the day people eventually go back and reappraise it and for better or worse say that it was as good a, it was better than they thought or, or that it was worse 
but I feel like generally speaking, Return of the King has consistently maintained its spot as one of the best movies of the 2000s. And that Oscars was interesting because nowadays the usually the movie who wins Best Picture only will win like two or three other awards maybe. But back then, Return of the King won 11 Oscars. Like it won everything that it was nominated for. And you just don't see that ever today. And I think not just Return of the King, but also Fellowship and Two Towers, all three of them were nominated for Best Picture. And, and I feel like Two Towers was snubbed. I mean, there were other great movies that came out that year in 02, but the fact that Chicago won it... Chicago won Best Picture? Yes, over every other movie. That's an example of a movie that has not stood the the test of time that people have forgotten. I'm going to Chicago. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> is that a Scorsese movie? Continue. Or is that a different one? I don't know. No. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting you. No, yeah, that's... That's a That's all I was going to say. Um, oh, I swear he did, like, a musical. Oh, did he? It was just that... I feel like it was that rare spurt of the Academy Awards were just in this good mood, I think, yeah. of nominating... And they have to stick fantasy. up their buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> and... Because it's a fantasy movie, like strictly. They strictly, it is hardcore fantasy. It's as much Ball fantasy as you could ever get. And not only was nominated for best picture, it won. And it's still, it is the, it has, it is the standard of all fantasy movies. Yeah, today, absolutely. And and to be fair, I do feel like they were kind of rewarding the entire trilogy. Yeah, um, I agree. But but Return of the King. I mean, how many times has the third has the third installment? The sequels are rarely good. But how many times has the threequel, the third installment, mm-hmm. been, the been, best. been been either the best or at least the same quality as the previous installments in yeah. a beloved movie series? It's incredible. And again, lightning in the bottle. I, I, we might not ever see something like this ever again. Not even Star Wars could pull that off. I liked. I actually liked Return of the Jedi. I don't know. Why I did too, hate, but, but I can see why people like hate on it. Sorry. A- anyway, uh, anyway, I, I I've said my piece. If anyone else wants to add something to it, um, I mean, I thought it'd be fun. Like we could just go to previous years and we could just let's do it. Point okay. out, like we'll say what the the best picture winner was, and then we'll and then we'll also like say the the other nominees, and we'll we'll say like, did the best picture winner stand the test of time? Like, will that be the the film most are remembered you, that year, or are you the pick, other nominees uh, will be. Are you gonna pick movies that 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 that, like, that that you that you thought deserved it, or movies that you didn't think deserved it, or both? Uh, well, I mean, I'm just gonna go back a previous series. Okay. I'll just we'll all just decide. Like, I feel like Argo and Hurt Locker don't really hold up. Right, well, like I've I, I, we'll heard a lot of people say that about Argo too. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't like even seen Argo. Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker bothers me. I thought it was a good movie. I just didn't think it was like, interesting. I thought Social Network was better. Interesting right. message. We're, we're gonna get there. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, we're gonna. We're just getting started. Av- Avatar deserved it more. Dude. I like my mind is cluttered. Sorry. Just like this Dallin, take us away. Okay, <laughs> so like, <laughs> na- name name the year. Last year, 2017, the winner was The no. Shape of Water. Good movie. Okay. But the nominees were Call Me by Your Name. That's right. The Darkest Hour. Dunkirk. Get Out. Lady Bird. Phantom Thread. The Post and three billboards, billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. All those movies are so good. It's hard to pick one. Wait, it last the year. The Shape really of Water. Was, it was a great year, Kay. and I see why The Shape of Water won, <laughs> and I'm glad that it did because once again, fantasy being recognized is always a win in my book. I thought it was a good film, and <coughs> I thought, me personally, I thought the story itself was kind of generic. And a little formulaic, 
Um, but the the art direction of it, like Guillermo del Toro did an amazing job. <laughs> sorry, I had like a fake sneeze. So I feel like More sorry. Continue, Ian. Sorry. And so I I I see why it won. Even though I think out of all of those movies, out of all the best picture noms, I think it was my least favorite. But I see why the Academy recognized it. But like, because my oh, it's really naughty. Movie, a lot of animated sex. Oh, it was sick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's. Me, it, was, it, shows, yeah. it shows like right. a few, like there's a few masturbation scenes. But That's nothing, dope. There's nothing too. That's like, why it won. Well, there's like no penetration. So, shots, so, you know? you like, just so, some good old masturbation. Well, That's all you need well, for it. Because well, well, then that would be straight up pornography, and they can't do that. Oh, uh, I'm just kidding. No, no serious. Um, no, but Ian, to your point, you guys seen Hellboy? Which one? Either either one. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know how. He has that fish friend of his mm-hmm. who's in that little tool. Guys, this, the plot in The Shape of Water is a subplot in its entirety in the second Hellboy movie, also directed by Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. And so, Guillermo. And so Guillermo. you can just tell that he really liked that little aspect of, of, of Hellboy, and then he wanted to make an entire movie out of that. It still feels like... There's this little elf princess, and she fall, and, and then there's this kind of this burgeoning romance between, between him and... Between the fish guy in his little tank and this yeah. girl, but then, it, but then it, it can't last and everything like that. And, and and to me, it's just like, dude, like you're just recycling your own ideas. I still, Come I feel on. like they both feel like really different films, though. Like Hellboy is like this action-packed superhero movie, and that's more of like a love story. Well, for me, I feel like it would have been more powerful if it, if there wasn't a sexual element to it. If it was just more of a friendship. If it, if there was a if there was more innocence to to the story. I agree. I would have found it more more more. Just more moving. But that's what's gay. But, but the fact that it was sexual and so explicit. Yeah, for that's me, why I didn't want it to see it. It, it, it just it, it just kind of made me it, it it ruined any kind of interest I had in, in the movie. What does explicit mean though? Like, is it the nudity that like makes you guys stray away from? You know where it's like masturbation. Look, I'm not saying that I have a problem with sex in movies. All I'm saying is that I feel like that I feel like a non-sexual relationship would have been. Somehow, I don't know, I can't explain why, for me, it's more powerful than something that's... Hormonal. You know it's why it bugs me whenever in a movie, whenever there's a platonic relationship between two men, everyone has to go freak out and say, are they gay? <laughs> why can't why can't men actually love each other in, in a strictly non-sexual way? Why, I feel why, can't, the rings. why can't... Why is our society that so toxic and so homophobic that anything that's seen as deep, you know, any kind of deep friendship... Is is, inter- is interpreted as sexual? Like how far how far down the well have we have we fallen? Seriously, it drives me crazy. I feel you. And so that's my problem with Shape of Water was it was I didn't get the impression that it was going to be sexual off of the, the teasers that I saw. Oh, so it was, as I, soon it, as I it, heard the word shape, when I watched it, when <laughs> I watched I it, it, when I watched it, it was a rude awakening. It was and it was so disappointing, especially since I'd seen that plot line in a previous movie of his recycled mm-hmm. story. Okay, well. I was thinking we could just say which movie do you think will Sorry. be remembered in the future. So From was, last year? Yeah. I think, out of all those movies, I think Get Out is going to yeah. be the most timeless. That's what I was going to say. I was say, out of all these movies, I feel like Get Out is going to be the one that's going to be Get most Out was so good. Out Get Out was movies. terrifying. That was so that's good. a terrifying premise. Could you imagine? Yeah, it took a really dark, scary Could you imagine turn. being consciously trapped? In your own body, but having someone else control it. Dude. But being conscious while it's happening, that's... Ugh. The movie's just a huge mindfuck in general. Like, it's like a lot like the freaking uh, Shining, dude. 
I was thinking about Get Out, and I think it is a masterpiece. And I stand by that. I think As it is. As does everybody on planet Earth. I, I don't think so. I don't think everyone thinks it's a masterpiece. But I think it is an extremely well-made movie, and it deserved all the praise that it got. And out of all those movies, definitely will be the most timeless. Speaking of, I think that's a really good premise, but I feel like 2016 even, even more so. I think there's a lot of great movies here. List them out. Holy crap. Did Get Out win Best Picture? So, throw us off. 2016, Moonlight won Best Picture, and it won against Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea. See, right there. Hell or High Water... Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite. Hacksaw Ridge. I, I I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was amazing. I'm not big on Hacksaw Ridge. Um, Arrival. Holy crap! Incredible. One of my favorite movies. And and, and I don't know. I know you don't really. How many favorite movies do you have? But Fences for me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Fences for me is a movie that tackles um, kind of talk racial tension and issues with subtlety and with tact with class and, 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 and Washington. with class like it was yeah. such a good movie and, and one of the biggest things I got out of that was that was that this guy is so caught up in his own bitterness about, about his place in society that he kind of loses sight of his family itself and kind of alienates them how, how, I'm sorry, but how many guys have seen Fences? I've seen. I've seen it. I've seen it. <sighs> I haven't seen it yet. I, the reason why Brent, I really like it is because it's following. Fences. It's it's following like no joke, like exactly how the play version is, like how it's performed on stage, like yeah. if you had the style of it. Like I love. Now I haven't seen Moonlight, so I can't. I, I can't. Dude, s- I, I can't really speak and say that it won, but but Brent, it won over some stiff competition. Brent, we, talk about we, Moonlight. Talk about yeah. Moonlight. Brent is the Moonlight. Okay, when I, when I first saw the one best picture, <laughs> like though. my immediate thought was like, oh, this is just like a politically correct film. It's just try. It's Oscar bait. It's just the only purpose of it is trying to win an Oscar. But I saw it, I was just like so moved, dude. Like that movie's amazing. Have you guys seen Moonlight? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it wasn't that great. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so so it was <laughs> Moonlight is the epitome of like. The, what we were talking about of like we hitting every point of like hitting every point of like the kind of edgy like this Oscar like, bait kind of movie like spoiler I didn't feel like it was Oscar bait no though. not at all like I I felt like it was it was too artsy to be Oscar bait no that, that, that's exactly what like that's Oscar exactly bait. what Oscar bait is what are you talking <laughs> Oscar- too artsy <laughs> No, because like, <laughs> like, you guys heard of Lee Daniels, the Butler. That's Oscar bait. Yeah, like that's like, like, like or almost any Holocaust movies. Oscar bait. Yeah, like movies <laughs> like like Lee Daniels, the Butler, list, and the Hellmost. <laughs> and even I'd even say <laughs> Green Book. Movies like those are Oscar bait. Where it's just like it's just about racism and you know, crowd pleasing. Crowd pleasing. Easy to watch movie. Easy to watch. And and light is I don't feel like that's. And that's and I don't feel like that's Oscar bait. Easy to watch. I don't feel like that's Oscar bait. That's the problem with so many Oscar movies is that it's appealing to the audience of the time. But societies change over time. Okay, I mean we're not the nineties anymore. The Backstreet Boys, In Sync, not a thing anymore. They were. The, they were the shit back then, but, but not anymore. Yeah, so what I'm saying is the problem is that when you're catering too much to your current audience, it's not timeless. And, and that's the kind of the question we're asking is is. Is it good enough to be, to, be, to be recognized now, but also be timeless? Oh, for sure. No, so Moonlight's not really, it's not about, like, it comes off, like, if you watch the trailer or preview, it comes off like, oh, it's about this guy struggling with his sexuality. In reality, like, what the ending says is, like, find your beach. Like, find who you are. Like, 
just like accept who you are as a person and just keep going with that. Like throughout the film, no matter what he does, he's always criticized, like no matter what. And that's the issue is it's just like coming to an acceptance of like what you can be and what you want to be basically. That's why it's just so beautiful. <laughs> like I... To your point, I think the, the best kind of movie... I didn't mean to do that, like, as a... Oh, I, no, I was like, like <laughs> The most powerful movies are the ones where where, where, you, where you feel like the character's experience is relatable to you, regardless of the actual circumstances, or the sexuality, or the race, or the background, or the class of the, of the person. If, 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 if what they're going through speaks to you in some way, that's the most powerful way. And if you, say, if you can pull that off... I hate the narrative where it's like someone has to be has to look like you in order for you to somehow re- relate to what they're going to. It's just, it's it's it's, it's baloney. Like yeah. if, so, if I see you know a movie about a, about you know featuring a gay black guy, but I can relate to it in some way. That that's props to the writer. And that's what I loved is it hit me too is because like I'm not gay or black and I like I wasn't raised in the hood in Miami, but like I like it still hit me in a way where it's like wow like maybe I just need to like start being me. You know what I mean? I think that's why so many people liked Green Book is because it featured a a white man and then a gay African a gay African American. So like, of course, anyone in or at least the majority of of Americans can watch this movie and relate to at least someone. Yeah, you know? that's what I enjoyed. It. And about Green Book is I feel like like that part of his part of the story was like that he was gay, but it didn't like shove it down your throat. And that's yeah, Green Book. It was very subtle. Yeah, and that's it was very yeah. subtle. It was like you get the message that he's gay. Yeah, he hooked up with this guy, but it's not. It like, felt natural. It, it didn't have a big old sex scene that was like, oh, look how like strong and and beautiful this is. It felt and natural, and that's what I and that's why I like. And that's yeah. and that's why I, I really like, and sometimes that people miss so much is that is 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 that someone has to be like you in order for you to relate, and that's just not true. All all someone has to be is human. For you to be able to relate to them just at some level. And Good example, that's Brokeback Mountain. If you can't capture that humanity, you've utterly failed as a writer or, or as an artist in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Saying, oh man, this guy's, this guy, this guy's Asian. I, nothing he's going through is in any way relatable. I can't in all in no way feel his pain. Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great movie. <laughs> Don't get me started on Mulan. I love Mulan. So maybe that's one Don't reason follow. why this last Oscars... At least to me, it kind of felt a little off. Like, it just... It didn't feel as important. Um, I wasn't as engaged. And I think it's because the movies just weren't as good. This year wasn't a good... It wasn't that as good. Because looking, looking back at, like, these past few years, 20, 2015, let's go through these. Spotlight won. It won against Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn... Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant. Dude, The Martian! And, the Revenant. and Room. Okay. Bridge of Spies so, like, was so underwhelming. Oh my god. The Revenant. I actually honestly felt like Spotlight was super overrated, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> but look at all those movies. Bone like, Drive. Those were some incredible, groundbreaking movies. Highly Mad Max acclaimed. Fury Road, oh, incredible. So the Revenant, oh, incredible. Amazing. 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 The Martian. Was the Revenant, really the, the Revenant, the Revenant was good, like amazing in the aspect of like it was all natural lighting. Oh yeah, so, I honestly wasn't a big fan of the story. Cinematography, yeah, yeah that's why that, honestly, like, like the, the story, Revenant story is really story dry. Was, was pretty bland, but it, it, it was it was the cinematography and the lighting and dude, it was like the, the performances, like freaking sick revenge story. Like, how but it, it's it's like every other event. Like I don't know, it's just way too predictable. John Wick, baby. 
<laughs> or any Tarantino movie. Like the thing about John Wick is that it's just so different and new. Like, so, okay, Spotlight is one of the best, like, exercises in screenwriting ever. Give me some. Hey. Give me some. Man, like, no, no, don't try mind, making like, a story like that that interesting with that kind of subject matter, which is report or you know investigative journalists just talking to each other. That exciting. And entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was good. I just thought like it wasn't like. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a good movie. We yeah. know what you're. I feel like, <laughs> for example, there are movies that I think are good, that are really good. That I say that was a really good movie, and I'm never gonna watch it again. Fences. That was a great movie. I don't think I'm, I'm ever gonna watch it again. That's what I'm talking about. About timelessness, watchability, pursuit of happiness. You guys seen it? Yes. Yeah, pretty good. I liked it. But I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't think it's a good movie. Spotlight is a very good movie. But watchability, pretty low on my list. I watch not it all something. the time. It's on Netflix. Oh, I watch it a lot. Like, we know what Hollywood should make a movie about is the kind of is sexual predation going on in Hollywood. That's something that they I'm behind. Yeah, of course they won't. But they <laughs> they it's kind of hypocrisy. We, no, it, it, we lose money, dude. Like. We've heard your rants. <laughs> but that is, that is actually that, that we could talk about that I've one day because I've got a big issue oh, yeah, with the hypocrisy yeah. coming oh, yeah. out of Hollywood yeah. have I? Uh-huh. Yeah. it's been a while but okay again on Spotlight it is literally an entire movie of just dialogue and it keeps you on the edge of your seat so I told I no, agree look, with that it's one. a good movie I think I'm just so sure not ready. I just don't think <laughs> I, I'm just Nobody I'm talking in terms of watchability though you watch movies at the bottom line for entertainment. And it's not something that I'm going to sit down to watch to be entertained. It's like, oh, or, is, or, is, or to be escaped. See, no. I, I can watch that and be fact, really entertained. It's too much. It's too, much, too like, hard of those reality. I'll just turn on movies. Netflix because... Like, is it on weekly? Netflix right now? Yeah. Like yeah. weekly? It's, or like monthly? How often? Uh, it's like a couple times a year. Oh, I'm just like really... said like I watch a lot. Dude, like, every night. Maybe just because I'm really fascinated with like the subject. Like just how crazy. Like the end of that movie. I'll just turn on Spotlight. When it shows the amount of... Everywhere. It's it just Everywhere. blows your freaking mind. Yeah, no, look, it's I'm not I can't, it's a good movie. Still. I just disagree. I just I just disagree I just disagree with the level that you guys are putting it on. That's all. I you're a screen, you try to you've done screenwriting, right? You've tr- you've tried your hand at it. Yes, and and I and I consider myself an amateur storyteller. Great. So I feel like you you need to appreciate Spotlight. I do appreciate it. What I'm saying is that yeah. I'm, not, I'm not putting it on some altar with incense and people singing its praises. It is. It's amazing <laughs> achievement. I know. I, know. I, I, know. I feel like it's a better movie than 2015. It deserved it over it. Better, well written though. Like just from no, the no, no, no. But in terms of, but in terms of, I mean, but like The Martian is not the subject matter is much is much more important and relevant to us in society. In, in Spotlight. Don't get me no, wrong. No, The Martian, dude. But, but <laughs> dude, the, Martian, the Martian, like, like, like every character is so fun and, and all the interactions are so interesting. It, it's, it's funny. It, it's tense. It, 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 the sense of adventure you get out of it, but it's, all, it's also slick. Everything clicks and works. The only thing I don't got, the only thing I don't like about that movie is Michael Pena. That guy is such an overrated actor. You don't like Michael Pena? People throw him in every That's movie racist. he doesn't belong. <laughs> That's he doesn't belong. He, he, he's like he's the the Will Smith. Dude, he's hilarious. He's hilarious at Ant Man. He is. He's hilarious at Ant Man. But he's a comedic relief. He's, he's not. He's not a scientist. He's just like the yes. most. <laughs> and it was so out of place. He talked like some dude from L. A. It's like, dude, there were Hispanics who served in the military, but don't talk like you're some dude from you know East L. A. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So what are you talking about? He is like the most cabron su- supporting actor ever. <laughs> like, I don't think he's ever. 
starred or something. Starred hey, yeah. He's got so many commercials. They keep, on, they keep on throwing him in these movies where he doesn't belong. He didn't you know belong. what I say? Keep throwing him in, him in there. He didn't belong in The Martian guy. Let him stir with the best. What was 2014 like? Or was this 2016? Dude, 2014. Interstellar. Okay, 2014. You liked Interstellar? Okay, I love it. 2014. 2014 was. Winner was Birdman. Oh, dude. Birdman was followed by the most pretentious time. Like, it, 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 <laughs> the ending was a little too much for me with Birdman, but... American Sniper? American so Sniper? Okay. The okay. Fake Baby? Let me, just read, let me read through all these. So, Birdman won. Yes. There was also American Sniper, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, oh. The Imitation Game, Selma... The Theory of Everything and Whiplash. Dude, that list is a cinephile's wet dream. Okay, okay, okay. Whiplash was intense. That last drum solo. Oh, dude. That was such a good year. So dude. good. Freaking yeah. Burnout uh, was amazing. Whiplash, I Most of these movies are cool. The Imitation Game was good. Except for the few, but. Okay, yeah. guys, the Imitation Game was good. I think that his uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's performance was Benedict amazing. But, guys, here's, this is back to what we're saying. I think that I feel like they overemphasize his homosexuality. It's terrible that he had to go under, they had he had to undergo chemical castration, but they what? Over, they Wait, what movie is this? In, uh, the, the imitation, imitation game. game, but they overemphasized. I never it. saw it. Is that based on turning? I'm glad. Yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel, mess, guys. I swear, if you if you diss Wes Anderson, bro, we're gonna wild out, right? <laughs> guys, that movie was so distracting. I. Wait, what? <gasps> oh, no. guys! Ev- everything had every shot. Every <laughs> shot was symmetrical. That's the and point. It drove, that's and the point. It drove, <laughs> that's the point. It's crazy, dude. What's it was like, seen? can you just tell a normal you know, story? That's crazy. You know, dude. symmetry is scientifically proven to be pleasing to the eye. Dude, he's arguably the goat of this year. <laughs> what? Be- because. It, I feel like it disrupted the flow of the story because nothing felt natural. That's the point. That, of West, that's it, like the point. I of West know, West but it, it, it bugged me. Still, nothing felt natural. That, that movie's amazing. It's that so is funny. his best movie. That is. No, that, Where's that movie that, is a classic. Where's Boy with that Boy? Dude, it's so sad when, oh like, gosh, nonchalantly talks Every- about like, how, like, his wife <laughs> Every- dies. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone has been singing its praises since it first came out, and I just don't understand it, guys. Dude, I will like, watch I, it, I, and I'm I, just like, are you kidding me? If you go into a movie expecting, like, su- like something super serious, like, Wes Anderson, he's just very camp. I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting it to be serious, I'm saying. Well, like, well, like filled with, I'm like, s- traditional s- shots. I, that's what I meant, like. Well, I don't like the style. That's fine if you guys like it. Dude. You can have your opinions. Let me have so, mine. So, this year, American Sniper and... Imitation game, theory of everything. I feel like American Sniper could have easily won. That was a good movie. But I, I, I heard I didn't want. Who's the main actor? I don't, I don't think I've like, seen American Sniper. I don't feel like, like American Bradley Sniper should use so the Bradley Cooper? This is a year. Is where it good? Actually, oh, like the yeah, best like movie, the most artistically daring movie, won. Wait, what movie won again? Birdman. Birdman. Because it's yeah. like one, it looks like it's one continuous shot. Incredibly ambitious. Beautiful. I think one of them, the most ambitious movies. Wait, ever more so than It's Blade another Man? one of those that has the I theater so. feel to it. It's, it's it you know what? Theater. I feel like 2014 was like, in terms of, of ambition, was, was actually one of the biggest years. True, but then there's also like, just like a bunch of biopic historical movies that were just going to be kind of brushed under the rug. From 2014? I think so. Which yeah. ones? Like imitation game, imitation game, Selma. Selma, Theory of Everything. Like I think those movies will be forgotten within the next. They'll be on like Fox, you know, every once in a while. If we still have cable, exactly. yeah. Imitation game. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not gonna watch it again. Is that based off a novel? Like this is a movie where like the Academy, like I feel, they made the best decision. They did. Like, yeah, like they, they chose the underdog movie that 
nobody thought was. Would you guys movie. recommend I see Birdman? Man? It's so good. Yeah, you yeah, should see it. So it is. It's so good. It's interesting. Okay. And I, I feel the same way about 2015, too. I feel like out of all those movies, Spotlight was kind of the underdog. Dude, yeah, okay, I'm so glad Bridge of Spies didn't win it. And that's coming from a history fan. <laughs> Bridge of Spies was bland. Like, I feel like The Revenant or... Oh, even, Revenant. Revenant was so good. Uh, honestly, dude... Would be the type the of Revenant. movie that would win. But, Which would have been great. The I thing mean, is, is that when a movie wins the Oscar... But he won last picture, year. <laughs> it's put under a spotlight. No pun intended. What? So, people... <laughs> hey People tend to scrutinize a movie even more if, if it actually wins it. That's true. And so I feel like again I love The Martian, but if it had been if it had won Best Picture, people would have looked back at it over the years and scrutinized it and said, "There's no way this movie." Is The Martian timeless? I don't think it is. I don't think it I is. Think it's it's extremely like entertaining movie, movie, but it's not timeless. Like it's yeah. not. It's a great movie, but yeah. It's the same thing with Spotlight for me. <laughs> um, or the or even the Revenant, even the Revenant, like great movie, but I don't know if it's timeless. Yeah, it's not. All right, 2013. So, yeah, let's go to 2013. Uh, this was another kind of pretty polar opposite movie. Like, a lot of great ones, but also a lot of duds. Uh, a lot 2013, duds. 12 Years a Slave one. Oh, dude. Yeah. I remember watching that at your house. Very, yeah, very good Roll, movie. Jordan, roll. Oh, it's so oh, good. That's a powerful movie. And it Run. won against American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, her. Oh, dude. Her. I love oh, gosh. Her. I the USB drive. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Nebraska. Oh, so good. Philomena and The Wolf of Wall Street. I was The Wolf of Wall Street on there. because <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's a great movie. The edginess. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I don't think it's just like nomination. So, Her, oh. Gravity. Gravity was really intense. 12 Years a Slave, even, I think were groundbreaking. But then, there's movies like American Hustle that were nominated for like 12 Oscars, didn't win a thing, and no one ever talks about it Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. He's hilarious well, in that. Thing. So, <laughs> guys, guys, well, guys well, what are your thoughts on 12 Years a Slave? So good. Dude. I, oh, I, I thought it, that's yeah, like, I thought it was great. It's by far the best was, slavery movie ever made. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and like, it, it, again, <laughs> it, it, it just... That's right. <laughs> what's the, what's the name of the guy? Who I remember watching Django Steve right before Queen. that movie. Yeah. And it was just yeah. uh, Steve McQueen. Oh, Steve McQueen, the same vibe. Yeah. That, that, that movie, it, you guys, it's actually in the same style as Spotlight in many respects. I think meaning, the scene I remember most meaning, was 12 uh, years. 12 years, meaning like just kind of simple shots with no soundtrack going on and just mm-hmm. pure and simple dialogue that, that still finds a way to build tension. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that opening scene where he's telling them how to like cut the sugar cane, yeah. you can feel the stickiness and the yeah. heat and you can just feel the dread of, oh my gosh. It's like it's like, it's like you have to be there. Yeah. The way he sucks you into the story. Great movie. Timeless. Yeah, timeless? I think the shot with him... That's like, one of the most unsettling t- feelings when he gets captured. Sorry. When he's like yeah. tiptoeing on the rope. That was like one of the most like unsettling things I've ever seen. Like... I oh, yeah. I can't remember last time I just felt so icky and like felt like so sorry for him. Like, yeah, just, but, but 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 Brent, we're not black, so we can't like feel sorry for him. I'm sorry. Wait, what? I know. No, I'm making fun of the narrative. Oh, he's being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> he's telling oh, a joke. <laughs> see, yeah, sorry. Stephen Queen was that one? Yeah, he. The... Did any of you guys see Widows this last year? Nah. That that made my top ten. It was a great movie. I did, it got good reviews, huh? It, yeah, and I thought. Can I just guess something? Liam Neeson's not really dead. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. I haven't seen it. Tell me if I'm right after this. Okay, I will. Because I haven't seen it, disclaimer. Great movie. Like, I think it's just a solid heist movie where it's 
it's in that same style, just like very simple, not a whole lot of music, but just so intense. Full time editing is was amazing. I thought Widows was great. Um, so yeah, Stephen McQueen is a very talented director, I think. So timeless. Um, Didn't deserve it. Is it, it is it one of the few movies that falls into this category? Well, it, it made a lot of um, people angry. It made a lot of it had a lot of influence when it first yeah. came out. Like people were were showing it in history classes, and which I don't even know. I don't think that's still going on. I like um, that. That was like that's the last slavery movie we've had. <laughs> like everyone stopped after. Honestly, I feel like it's. I feel like I feel like it's a good way to cap off the genre. To be honest, twelve it was years so of slaves. Good. Is that what you're talking? Yeah. About? Yeah. Can we oh. talk about her? Like, yeah. Okay. About her. Yes. I was gonna say I, I haven't like, seen it. Is any good? No. I feel oh, like the most timeless it. movie it from all of these is her. As in, like it's. I mean, it's timeless until we get we get there. Okay. The concept is even past that. It's a very achievable future. That the, the concept in itself is That's like, a, isn't that a scary concept though? Yeah, like, that terrifies me. The concept like, of the movie seems really AI? off, and you yeah, like you watch well, the game. Well, you, AI is already a thing, like something that's that self-aware. Holy crap! Sorry. So like, you, if you watch the premise or like a preview for this movie, like you're like, really, dude, falling in love with AI, like it's super creepy and weird. But you watch this movie, and you just like empathize with him, and you're like, man, like makes sense. Everyone's a douche to him. Like, no wonder he fell in love with this computer. Like it's like it's beautiful to me, man. That, like, that movie just—I could watch that movie like once a week. I wouldn't. Yeah, just hearing you describe that, I kind of feel like I can almost relate to that at a very personal level. <laughs> if, 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 if you are a if you are a single lonely individual, that movie will resonate with you. It's so good, dude. I can like seriously. I can watch a movie once a week and just I'd be fine. I'd never get sick of it. Like it's so cool because it's the only movie I can think of. That's a sci-fi love story. Yeah, like, like I, the sci-fi yeah. elements are in the actual love of. The two main yeah. characters. So, well, that's deep. Does the, a, does the AI like? It's actually, so I, I don't want to know. I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Yes, they have sex, but not. <laughs> <laughs> they don't Sir, have sex. He Paul, just pretends you, to have sex with. You guys seen the, the SNL parody? Yeah. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That's like the funniest pants? SNL Why are your parody so ever. High? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think mean, go high. <laughs> SNL's actually funny. You know what? Is, I praise. Like, uh, <laughs> I really praise Spike Jonesy because he could have easily made it like a horror movie like oh then Samantha turns out to be evil and wants to take over his house but it's just like no. like an ex machina yeah no, 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 it just turns like it's just like no it's just a love story like it's ex machina okay. incredible cinematography oh, too oh dude yeah. color palette for that movie is wait which movie insane yeah. every frame is a painting do you know ex machina uh, no her he got no. CGI from LA and China and combined the two do you know that wow. like, to make that city like, yeah that's what I loved about cause like it is obviously in the future, but it's not that far in no, the future. It's, yeah, it's so it's, believable. They like, don't make things like super like he goes to the like the mail room and he's just scanning things, but yeah. they don't make it look like this crazy like you know, yeah. three, year three thousand type thing. And the way Wait people like the way he uses his smartphone, I think is so interesting. Like he puts in like this little tiny like AirPod type. Thing. <laughs> we already have those. And like we already have those. Like we're on our way. Yeah, like to voice where, commands. Yeah, That's, voice commands we do that now. is going to be the thing. And I, AI is already a thing now, and I think I agree. It is a timeless movie. It's gonna live on. Well, it's just we'll, funny. We'll like come. we'll probably pass 
the technology in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> terrifying. It's, we're, we're, yeah. we're getting closer to the singularity. That'll be the day I'm going to take Can we talk about one gravity way to the moon really just, quick? I haven't yes. seen that, dude. That makes me so tired. Visually stunning movie, but my gosh, you really <laughs> take it at face value. Holy crap. What? Still, <laughs> it's like you look at my list of top movies and you just decide to not like them. <laughs> <laughs> you take it like crap. But, but you know yes. that for real because I haven't seen your list. I haven't seen Gravity yet. Was it good? Like, was it really good? So, it was great. Okay. I haven't Watch seen it on that big screen. <laughs> so the way that I can describe oh, gravity, foul, man. the way I can describe gravity is one of the greatest, <laughs> if not the greatest, theater experiences yeah, I've ever too had. Much. I remember yeah, seeing yeah, that in IMAX. Yeah, they're late by eight. That was great. Opening weekend, and it IMAX was absolutely incredible. Yeah, Did you guys actually know something? A little interesting fact. So the. The conflict of the movie, well, the, the, the issues begin with, like, space debris going around destroying the ships. Did you know that that actually might be what prevents us from actually being able to leave Earth at some point? Is because the amount of space debris is increasing exponentially. Well, not exponentially, but you know what I'm saying. And and so I guess the point where it's, it's like... Blowing up. Well, because well, it's coming so fast, and there'll be so much... That you'll be that you'll be flying through space at high speeds, trying to avoid the amount of debris, and we get to the point where the more ships that get destroyed, the more debris increases, the harder and harder and harder it gets to leave. Super interesting, dude. And so, but as we're actually getting technology to actually kind of try and leave the Earth, space the amount of space debris is actually increasing, so we might become just trapped here at some point. In the Freaking future. NASA, dude. <laughs> so isn't that kind of scary stuff? So, I, it is kind of interesting that that was like a plot point for the yeah. movie. Yeah. So that is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, sorry. No, it's cool. Let's uh, let's move on. So, so 2012. McKay, do you want to read these? Sure. <laughs> Would you like to uh, read this verse, sir? Some more. Argo. Oh, Argo one. Oh yeah, I remember this year. Yeah. Very good year. Almost as old as I am. Very good year. Let's see. So Argo won oh, best me. picture. Uh, other other uh, nominees included Amour, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi. Les Miserables was nominated. Silver Linings Playbook and Zero Dark Thirty. So there's some big hitters. Wait, what was the winner? Sorry, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm so Argo. Les Mis was. So there's I some movies I haven't. Thought about it forever, like I have a love hate relationship with that film. Sorry, yeah. I Sorry. hear that Hugh uh, Jackman kind of butchered some of the songs. Dude, no. Hugh Jackman's a Broadway singer, dude. Really? He was great. If anything, was if anything, it was Russell Crowe. Oh, it was Russell Crowe. Yeah. 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 See, I feel the, true. No, I, I, I feel like he did. I feel like Russell Crowe did a better job than What's His Bucket than Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, really? Dude, oh, Bring Him Home was terrible. Like I didn't think it was that. It was terrible. terrible. Hot take: It shouldn't have been a musical. It should have been. It should have been like the Liam Neeson version in the nineties. You can take a musical and not make it a musical, dude. It's basically well, so it was a novel. It was a novel book. before. Oh, it was a novel. Make oh, it, I didn't know that. So it, it was an adaptation of the play, not the book. Oh, dude. What I'm saying is, make it an adaptation. Yeah, you could have easily turned it into yeah. like. An so that'd actually be a pretty cool book. Anyway, did you like Les Mis? I felt like I, I did. I did. Well, I don't think it's. I wouldn't consider it timeless. Was Anne Hathaway good? She was good. Anne Hathaway. The only reason why she won Best Actress is because of one scene, though. Oh, she's only in the first part of the movie. And she's only in the first part of the movie. But she does pretty freaking good. She does. But <laughs> I think <laughs> after these spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Jay, that, that's such an old story. No, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. It's like, it's like so 2012. 
Turns out Darth Vader is the dad. <laughs> what? Okay. Ian, what were you saying? Okay, there are some movies that no one has talked about in forever. Like, Amour. I haven't even French heard movie. of that. It was so boring. Like, <laughs> really? I, yeah. I remember watching it and having to, like, skip through it because really? it was so boring. They, that's <laughs> French cinema Fast for you. Like. And then Beasts of the Southern <laughs> Wilds, which is... Is that like a Netflix so show? forgettable. Yeah. That and was then, like a Netflix original. But Django Unchained, oh, man, entertaining. Oh, as heck. Django! <laughs> that's like the same time. <laughs> Django was good. Um, I feel like the most timeless movie from this year Django. is Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's the best movie. I still haven't seen it, dude. Mm. I think Django. If we're talking timeless, I'm going with Django. Django is Django still holds Jang- up. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not usually a fan of like... Tarantino films? Me neither. But, but dude... <laughs> and, and, and not even like making kind of humor out of violence, but that shootout scene of the plantation where, where Tupac's playing, <laughs> and so there's just blood everywhere. It's so freaking yeah, fun dude. to watch. Yeah, like, it's just, like, just like, I got a hundred black. He's a hundred black. Put a rap Sorry, Jesse. Oh, dude, I get goosebumps thinking about it. We should watch it. Okay, that movie, and like, okay, I will say. I got it. The dialogue scenes are, are as entertaining as the action scenes for me. Oh, dude, dude that's, dude, that's, that's Tarantino. Tarantino. I know, yeah, and he, he's good at those, but dude, I, I love he's Django Unchained. That movie's so entertaining. I yeah. feel like Tarantino's one of the only directors that can get away with making a movie as like freaking crazy as he does. Like, yeah. I can't think of oh, but Like the scene with Candy. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> me personally, <laughs> I think the best movie that year Cal- was... Silverlings Playbook. That was a good Me movie. personally, that's so you're in Jennifer my... for the Lawrence sucker. Isn't, isn't that what kick-started uh, Matthew McConaughey's comeback? Uh, he wasn't uh, in. No. Matthew McConaughey wasn't in. Was in that, or was he in Dallas Buyers Club? He was in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, yeah, that was the one he was in. That's in my personal top ten. Yeah, Silverlings Playbook of all time. Of all time. I absolutely love it. I actually really like that movie, too. Guys, I haven't seen it, but any love for Lincoln? I heard, yeah. Lincoln I, I was, it. it was an no, important no, no, movie. No, sorry. I, I, Boring. I, I, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen Lincoln. I, I haven't seen Silver Lines play, but I loved Lincoln. I thought that Daniel Day-Lewis's performance oh, was yeah. just yeah. incredible. I thought he, he was, was Lincoln. I think he, he <laughs> was, he was born to play that role. And, 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 and just like, the, and, and <laughs> just the way like you loved William Defoe or how Spotlight and, and you thought that like the dialogue driven scenes were like exciting. That's how I felt with Lincoln. It's like, we gotta get these votes to pass this, but there's all this red tape. We gotta get these people to join our side. We gotta do this and this. Like I loved how, like, like how it really gave us a glimpse of like of, like the bureaucracy and how much of a challenge Lincoln had to face. You know, what was I crazy? loved it. What was crazy about that movie is like while watching it, like it, it had you on your like the edge of your seat, even though you knew what was gonna happen. You were like, wait, are they gonna vote for this? How match? about yeah? This match with patient proximation. Exactly. Like, and how about Lee Pace? Yeah, well, dude, and, and the entire movie, you feel like the North's gonna lose. <laughs> it's so yeah, weird, you know right? what I mean. It's like, like it, it's you feel like it's over. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and, 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 and it helps you appreciate. <laughs> I need to read my history book. <laughs> it helps you appreciate how great. Bring him back. How great, how great, how great a president Lincoln was that he was, was able to true. pull off what he did. I agree. Yeah. While fighting the Civil War, facing opposition in the House. It's incredible. Yeah, the go. Have you seen that yet? Not go. Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> no. Maybe you haven't seen Law. Ian, but what are your thoughts on it? So I think maybe not timeless. But I still but loved important. It. I think it's an it was an important movie, and I, I actually say it is timeless. Okay, I'm asking the you know historian that scene though. Where he Lincoln? slams, where everyone's arguing, and he just slams his, his hand on the table, and he gets, stands up and he says, "Gentlemen, you will get me those votes. Yeah. <laughs> As president, you will get me those votes." I got, yeah. I got chills. How historically accurate is it? Um, so I read an article about it actually, like because um, I'm not 
like the events that they took place were pretty dang historically accurate. Yeah, there's a few. The fighting out. scene at the very beginning. Oh, that was awesome. That was like yeah. the realest fighting scene yeah. I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, no, but like, there was a few details <laughs> that apparently yeah. they miss. I, I didn't really know about, but um, generally it was pretty dang accurate. I'm glad that they didn't show his assassination at the end. Yeah, I'm glad it was really yeah. grounded. It was very, it was, it was very, it was very from someone else's point of view. You didn't get a bird's eye view. Oh, you didn't watch the end of the credits scene. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. <laughs> and then, it, then it becomes part of like an expanded universe. He <laughs> becomes like like a vampire hunter. What is it? What is it? Vamp? Yeah, vamp. Like <laughs> Lincoln. Was he really the year? Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln right? vampire. I think it was like a year later. Vampire yeah. slayer. No, it was the same year. Oh really? Was it really? Yeah. I remember. I didn't even bother to watch that. No, it was so stupid. Okay, let's move on to 2011. No, so no. this year the artist won, and won against the Descendants, extremely loud and really close. The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball. Oh. The Tree of Life and Warhorse. I feel like that was a weird. How good year. was Moneyball? Yeah, this like, year oh, I loved Moneyball. This, this year's year was like a, pretty weak. Moneyball is on like yeah. my top. Three. This movie, yeah, it seems like a weak year for me. You guys haven't seen Hugo. <laughs> you say Hugo or Hugo? Hugo. I've, re- I've read the comic Hugo? book. Okay. The police officer. I've, I've read the graphic novel. novel. <laughs> it's Scorsese, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's Scorsese. 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 Look. Okay. Scorsese. Yeah. So by far, isn't Scorsese the artist? Was a weird movie that because is not gonna last long. It's not. It hasn't. It's, it's already died. Uh, the black and white. I don't even know that yeah. movie. It's silent movie, black Ew. and white. Ew. Hey, yeah. I liked War Horse. I mean, I don't think it was War Horse it, it was the best picture, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think War Horse was the best. Per, per, I liked Moneyball, it. Moneyball. Me neither, but is by far the best movie. That did that win oh, best soundtrack? Movie. I'm just curious. Did that win best what? Moneyball. Because that soundtrack is incredible. Moneyball. I mean, the best song in Moneyball dun, 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 was even made for the movie. Made for the movie. The one that's also it was in the, the trailer. Oh, <laughs> Mike Rio Grande? I didn't yeah. realize that Spike Jonesy was in that until like. Don't you guys ago. hate it when yeah, they show footage in a trailer that isn't in the movie? It drives me crazy. Like, it's like false advertising. Okay, this seems like a really weak Yeah, so like, I think. No one's talking about these except for maybe Moneyball. Yeah, I think Moneyball is definitely. By a landslide, the best Wait, movie of so the year. Wait, so is that our first clear snub? Like, 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 clear snub? I mean, that would have been amazing if Moneyball, like, a movie like Moneyball would have won. Yeah. Just, I don't think there was many, much hype with Moneyball. Yeah, it was. Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt is so good. I mean, had Brad Pitt and Aaron Sorkin writing, but... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt? That was his, like, first debut, like, on the big screen, wasn't it? Like, I know he was, um, like, like... I don't know, I think he was in... What's her name? What's her name? Is it her? But her was, came yeah, out yeah, 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 I think he was the voice, wasn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> just sorry. No, that's him, the sequel. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> it's part of the expanded universe. <laughs> I see. Alright. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's end with 2010. Yeah. This is actually a great year, this, I think. This year was actually it was insane. Yeah. And also, no, this has the biggest snub that I've ever you, you read it off. You read it off. So the winner was The King's Speech. Yeah. And the nominees were 127 Hours. Great movie. Yeah. Black Swan. The yeah. Fighter. Inception. The Kids Are Alright. The Social Network. <laughs> Toy Story 3. True Grit. Winter's Bone. That was that was Kay. a great year. This this, <laughs> this year has two of my in my top five wait, of all time. Wait. Top five? Yeah. What are Social they? Network and what else? True, True, True Grit. Dude, I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know. <laughs> no, 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 dude, I love True Grit. What an amazing movie. Hold on. 
they, they, they took a great movie and they for once made it better if you ask me yeah. Jeff Bridges was incredible and John Wayne I love that man John yeah. Wayne that's <laughs> and also nominating an animated movie not only an animated movie but Toy Story the, 3 the third movie I'm so trilogy. mad they're making a fourth movie we should have an entire episode on Toy why Story, the heck we will we'll talk about unnecessary, so unnecessary about sequels but Toy Story 3 was also a great movie it, I, it had such a good incredible. ending for me 2 was still ending. the best personally but 3 was great yeah I mean but it had, another, it had such a good closure to it like the 3 you know like sorry another, another year that they recognized movies like like Toy Story 3 and True Grit and Social Network, um, that I think are timeless, but then... You really think The Social Network's timeless? Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. I think, really? I think what should happen, I think David Fincher needs to jump on the true story of Mark Zuckerberg and make a sequel of The Social Network and make a movie about what Facebook has become. Screenplay. I think, screenplay. I think that would be so incredible. Really? Like screenplay written by Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, come, come on, guys. But you, then... We've got to get some love to 127 Hours. I love 127 Hours. 127 Is that the one when he cuts off his arm? Yes. When I, when I heard that they were making a movie about this, I'm like, how can you possibly make this good? Holy... Guys, they made it good. Holy crap. And the ending? With the, with the cigarette soundtrack playing? Oh, yeah. In the back? Amazing. Southern Utah, baby. Oh, yeah. So good. I think that's another reason why I like the but movie no, so much. But no, see, Black, Black Swan, Utah. also a movie that has died. The only thing people talk about is yeah, that one porn, is man. that one lesbian sex scene. That's the only thing yeah. people ever talk about. <laughs> no, I'm then, serious. It's the only thing people talk about. Oh, I was nominated. And then Winter's Bone, like the only thing Winter's recognizable Bone. about that movie is that it's what, it's what put Jennifer Florence on the map. Right. But the movie itself... I thought Isn't Hunger really Games much. got her on the map. No. Like, Winter's Bone came before oh, Hunger wait. Games. Oh, it came before. And she got on Hunger Games because of Winter's Bone. Okay. And so, yeah, like, that's what made her famous, but Winter's Bone is what put her on the map. She, she was... I'm not a big fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but she, her acting was actually pretty good in Hunger Games. She was, and she was great in Winter's Bone, like, super authentic. But Winter's Bone... Dude, I mean, the person she's become, come on. Yeah, she's... We don't She's judge about what they are now. We only judge. No, no, sure. They were. <laughs> 2009 Avatar. Um, I think I think we're good to uh, end just, there yeah. with the 2010s. Go back well, I just feel like 2010, that was the Green Book. The King Speech yeah. winning over these other movies. Yeah. Wait, so what are the movies that you think should have won over it? True Grit. No, no, no. no, no, no. no Social Network. In 2018. Oh, 2018? Oh, Roma are the favorite. Should have won. Or even Black Klansman, I think. I think we're going to look back at this year and think, like, how did Green Book win over movies like Roma and Favorite, even Star is Born? Like, I thought, like, Blind Spotting should have been a, a big player. Oh, yeah. And so should the Favorite. Or yeah. not the Favorite. <laughs> uh, God, the freaking. So, Hereditary? No, The Priest. Oh. No, First Reform. Yeah, First Reform. Yeah. Like, that should have been a bigger, big this Oscar movie. Should, yeah, oh, man. But guys, oh, seriously, how, guys, but just, seriously so guys, how is it that they miss it? How is it that, that they pick so many lifeless movies that are all right? Can I use that to register with classes? That, that die. I've seen some in my view. Wait, hold on. We're almost done. Oh, I thought, sorry. <laughs> really quick, guys, why do they always choose movies? Well, not always, of course, but the Academy has like a tendency to choose movies that are, that, that are 
they're good, but there's something lifeless about them. There's something dull. And in the movies that they're often shows above, I just have so much more life in them. And and I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand this tendency. Must be that. I Must think be. this really Must was just kind of a, a dud year. I think that's what we I mean. Can, it was a great year for Marvel superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, right. Just I don't think it was a dud year. It was just the best picture. The best movies were the smaller ones this year. Yeah, mostly. This year, as in 2009? 2018. 2018? Oh. Anyway, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of The Real World. If you like what we do, let us know. Find us on Instagram. Shoot us an email. Let us know that you like what we do, because we're going to keep doing it, by the way. Be sure to subscribe, and tell your friends what we're doing. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This is The Real World.